You're listening to Thinkers What Works Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, and my co-host, Alex Gary, is here, plus Addie Ford, co-founder of Grant View Distillery in Rockford, Illinois. Addie, welcome to the What Works Podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Or me. You. I guess us yes. is not... Us is not available. But you know what? You can say us. Us is That's working, okay. right? Us works. He's here in spirit. <laughs> he is here in spirit. He's on an airline. Hey, speaking of spirits. Yes. Bourbon. What brought you to bourbon? Uh, it was really a, it was a Kentucky business trip. So we were on a business trip in Kentucky back in uh, 2017 and decided that we'd take an extra day, go down to the bourbon trail, check it out kind of rolling back a little bit, we had just gotten out of the airline industry. So we were now consulting in the airline industry, moved back to Rockford from Florida. From Florida, we were in Finland, and then originally from here. Does that make sense? Wow. Okay. So, okay. So <laughs> what did you guys do? What yeah, did you do in the airline? <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. What, what's what, did, the deal what were you doing in the airline industry? industry? What, was your, what was your job? So my husband was the COO of a cargo airline in Finland. Um, we were scouted uh, by an owner who said, you know, I really want you. You've started nine airlines all over the United States. And we would love to have you start an airline in the EU, which is yeah. the European uh, airline uh, world. So in doing so, we took a trip to Finland and said, this is a great opportunity. And uh, so he took the job. We stayed there for two years. We, uh, <laughs> it was a good experience. I would probably never repeat it. So after two years, you were yeah. finished. We were finished. <laughs> That's right. There you go. I was totally finished. <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's, it's totally a big difference. You guys traveled all over the world as we part did. of this business. And now you're back in Rockford building a distillery. And you're going to be just based here. We so, are. What so, was the decision? so the decision was we moved from Finland. To the same owner asked us if we would start another cargo airline in Florida. And we said, oh, my gosh, to get back to the States. I never thought I would miss Walmart. I miss it. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed a 24-7. Okay. Life is just much different in Europe. It's, right. it's a different way of thinking, a different way. And I loved it. But it was just different. Mm -hmm. When I wanted to go out at 9 o'clock at night, nothing was open. Oh. So, um, and in the airline world, you're 24-7. Yeah. So you kind of operate all day, all hours of the night. Um, and so they asked us to come back to Florida and to start another car cargo airline. So Tim was a part of that process. And we got them up and running, and then they asked us, would you help us do our staffing? Now, that's my background, okay. human resources. All right. So it was, an, it was an easy decision, but now we could do that from anywhere in the world. I wanted to go home. I oh, wanted to go yeah. home. Rockford was my home. Graduated from Boylan, went to Rock Valley. Uh, my whole family is still here. All my friends are here. And so I just felt like... If we're going to do something different, and we can do that anywhere in the world, yeah. I want to do it where it makes a difference to me personally. Mm -hmm. And and if we can help in the community, I want to help in a community where my heart is. Yeah. So And Rockford is where my heart is. So uh, we came back here, and then we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? 
because the airline world takes us all over the place. So we have to think of something else yeah. to do. And that's what got us to Kentucky. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and got us to, um, uh, got us, you know, going on the bourbon tours. And we were like, it was almost an epiphany. Rockford doesn't have this. Rockford doesn't have anything like this. There's no place 40 miles from where we live that has this. We could do this. <laughs> yeah. And it was really a love of the craft okay. that goes into making aged spirits or rum or, or even vodka to, to some level. Mm -hmm. um, so we came back. We did some exploring. And that was April of last year. Uh, we hooked up with the city of Rockford because we were like, it's really important to be in Rockford, right. to have a Rockford address. Uh, and that was me. That okay. was not Tim, but that was me. <laughs> 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 so we uh, worked with the city uh, to try and find a building, try and find something that would work for us. Um, but it just seemed like there was nothing in Rockford that fit or worked with what we kind of wanted to do. Um, and then we worked with the airport, and the airport was extremely excited about having us, but the FAA was not. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, so how does it, uh, so take us on the short trip of why, why the F FAA has a problem with this? Uh, well, booze and airlines don't mix. Yeah, and, and but you're the, not in the... Well, the two buildings that we were looking at were actually hangars. So we were. <laughs> so you're on the airport so grounds. So we're on airport okay. grounds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. And the FAA shut us down. So, <laughs> so, so I took a I took a quick trip to Nashville. Mm -hmm. Tim calls me and says we've got a property to look at, and I was like, okay. And sure enough, we looked at this 22 acre uh, residential property. Mm -hmm. um, now let me let me say that we just purchased a house 18 months before then. Okay. Like my dream home. I loved this home. Yeah, oh boy. We spent 16 months restoring and renovating oh, this man. home. <laughs> so got, okay, yeah, you got your dream house. My dream right. home cuz we're going to plant seeds, we're going to yeah. grow here, we're going to grow yep. roots here. Um looked at this home on 22 acres, walked out in the field and it was another epiphany. It was like this is what Rockford needs. This is the most magnificent piece of property I have ever seen in Rockford. Wow. So, and this can totally work. I see where the tasting room is. I see where the distillery is. I see what we can do with this property and how we can share what we have. Yeah. So, purchased, ended up purchasing the property, and that's where we went and got our DSP. And that took uh, 60 days, which was really fast. A DSP, you're looking at me like, what yeah, is what's that? Yeah, what's a DSP? <laughs> so a DSP is a distilled spirits plant. And it is given to those who um, want to distill spirits. And it's um, given to you by the federal government. Okay, so it's a, so it's a distilled spirits plant. Correct. But don't let the word it's plant, not a plant fool you. It's like <laughs> It is not a as plant. As long as your plant is alive, you can maintain your business. If it dies, though. <laughs> Out of luck. It's like, it's like, it's like those, school, those like the schools, you know, that have, have you carry around a child for, you know, a while. And they cry. Just, and you have this, to pat this them. This fake thing is crying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the government gives you a plant. 
keep the plan alive. If you can do this, you can you can do booze. Right, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you can take that grain and distill it. <laughs> and get the best whiskey and bourbon and rum you've ever tasted. <laughs> oh, this is too much fun. <laughs> okay, so they give you some certification. They right? do. Okay. Uh, they give us they give us an approval in okay. um, December. So that was our Christmas present. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So then it was on to the local approvals. Hmm. So because we are in the county, okay. um, we had a little bit of shuffling to do with the county. The county, um, long story short, the county couldn't necessarily help us. So they uh, they actually. Uh, suggested that we go to the city. So we went to the city. And having a relationship with the city, because working with them prior, they were arms open wide. They wanted us. They could not wait to help us. So they were terrific to work with. Um, I have to say a shout out to Scott Capavilla and Todd Cagnoni and Mark Williams, who were amazing. Um, And still, um, you know, we work with them pretty regularly yeah. um, just because, you know, we've got a good relationship with them and we like them. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's all good. Um, but that took, that took us quite a bit because with every, with every idea, with every plan, with every business venture, um, you always have opposition. And so it's just a matter of getting over that hurdle and then the next hurdle and then the next hurdle to actually see your dream or your idea come true. Yeah. And that sounded a little like Disney. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, uh, so we uh, worked with the city. The city was able to, to make some things happen for us. Um, obviously, we had to do a lot of legwork um, to make all of those, all of those um, uh, jump every hurdle that they had. Yeah. So... Got that approved in July. That was Happy Independence Day. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Merry Christmas, Happy Independence Day, <laughs> and we're soon approaching uh, Memorial Day. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's, so what's the key for Memorial Day? What are we doing? The key for Memorial Day is actually having product on the shelf for oh, all of our man. customers. We're so, so excited. Uh, what is the capital investment to create, what do you call them? Stills. I mean, what you know? What's the capital investment to be able to make bourbon, whiskey, and rum? It can vary depending on whether you are starting really small or whether you're making a really huge investment. To uh, right now, Illinois, you are able to distill up to a hundred thousand uh, gallons. We are nowhere near that. So, um, so you you. So we're on so the, it's kind of like a micro or what? Yeah, we're very much in the craft world, okay, yeah. and that's our niche is craft. So I guess what I didn't mention is that buying this piece of property, we not only took on distilling, but now we've taken on being specialty farmers. Oh, yeah. And if anybody knows me, they know I am so far from a farmer. It's not even funny. <laughs> but I'm learning. All right. I'm, I'm learning how to, um, you know, maintain grapes and grow trees. So and, you're growing the stuff yeah. you're going to use. We are. <laughs> Keeping your governmental plant alive. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a few things on the fa- I say it's the farm. Who um, taught you this? Uh, did you, did, is there, are there farming consultants you can bring in? I don't know. 
Probably. Yeah. But I will say that um, the Specialty Growers Association, Illinois Specialty Growers Association, has been a huge um, support for us just to learn how do I keep disease off my apples? How do I keep... Um, how do I keep how do I keep my little plant alive? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and disease free. Yeah. So, and we've done a couple of things. We uh, because we really want to be local. We want to push uh, local. We want to collaborate with those that are local and in the area. Uh, we chose um, a vineyard that was going out of business in Union, and we acquired over three hundred grapevines uh, last year. And transplanted all of those over to our property. Okay. Yeah, that was a lear- huge learning experience. <laughs> so got all our friends and family and and uh, Al Smith from Bloyer Well and Pump gave us an auger. So, didn't give. Lent sure. us an yeah. auger. Um, so we were, we were able to do all the post holes. Yep. And so That's everything we did, oh, everything yep. we did was by hand. Um, but they're growing. They're yeah. doing well. I mean, the Japanese beetles are kind of killing us. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. And then we also did uh, over 80 fruit trees. So, and that's all of that is for brandy production for next year. So, this is an establishing year and a huge learning curve year about what we probably should do differently next year. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well. (laughs) So, it's it's a lot more than just taking on. And doing distilled spirits. Sure. It's really about um, the spirit of Rockford and mm-hmm. what can we grow, what can we put in our bottles that represents Rockford. Hmm. Hmm. And <laughs> you still come up with right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sorry. what is it? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what would you come up with there? <laughs> So we'll be doing, we'll be. Uh, I, was, I was just, we were laughing because the other day we were at. Um, Green Fire, and oh. they have you know their their menu, and we're looking at their drinks, and one of them was a Rockford Old Fashioned. We're like, well, what's what's a Rockford Old Fashioned? So it comes out, and I'm like, well, it's because it's brown like the Rock River, but. <laughs> so, huh. I, that, I didn't say uh, that. Yeah, that, I didn't that's say not that. Good. <laughs> no, it, but the Old Fashioned was really good. Their Old Fashioned was good. Yeah. Mm. I didn't come in for a yeah. while. Delicious. Yeah. So we we um. Back in April, when we first started, and this is April of last year, we did. Some, my husband is a huge um, curiosity; doesn't kill his cat. It actually kind of propels him forward, and and he's constantly learning. He's always on the iPad, mm-hmm. always, and because uh, he's constantly looking at stuff, mm-hmm. which is how we got three hundred grapevines, right? Because he decided to enter an auction. Oh yeah, and he didn't think he'd get them. <laughs> we got them. <laughs> well, and I was like, hmm, that wasn't keep, in the plan. Keep, keep them off the futures market. <laughs> just, just finding a grapevine auction was impressive enough. Right? right? Yeah. Exactly. So he finds all this stuff. Well, in his search for if we're going to do distilling in Rockford, how do we do that? Is there history here in Rockford? Yeah. And come to find out there is. Okay. So through the Graham Genestra House, which is on South Main, yeah. which is just I wouldn't say down the street from us, but yeah. we're located. It's down the street from us. So yeah. it's really down the street from us. Yeah. It's mid, it's kind of between us. It's midway is. between the two. Is, yes. People, can't is. Even, people have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so the Graham Genestra House actually has uh, bourbon barrels 
in the basement of their house. And I probably shouldn't say that because now everybody's going to want to go to the basement when they go visit the Graham Genestra house. <laughs> are they full? Sorry. Only if they give you taste. Wait, are they Sorry, full? Barb. <laughs> Sorry, Jocelyn. So everybody at the Graham Genestra house. It's $5 cover. Right. <laughs> Don't tell them I sent you. <laughs> Um, so they were so super, super gracious. Um, we met with Barb Bierman, um, who is one of their board members, and she said, oh, you, you want to see what's downstairs? Yeah, that's why we came. <laughs> and uh, she took us downstairs and opened up the door. And if anyone has done any kind of bourbon tour and they've gone into Rick Houses, which is where you store your barrels, mm-hmm. the Angel Share was amazing. Yeah. After 100 years, it was still there. Really? Yeah. So we are working with them to put together. So the Graham Genestra House, the owner, Freeman Graham, was the distiller here in Rockford. So they started in about, they opened their doors in 1850, and they closed their doors in 1917 because of prohibition. Oh, so they say, right? Right. We don't don't talk about that. (laughs) We're quoting closed. (laughs) Sure they did. That's what the records say. <laughs> so it's officially closed. Yes. Yeah, in 1917. in 1917. So it was very cool for us to, first of all, realize that we, I didn't know this. Growing yeah. up in Rockford, I had no idea that this actually happened and that we had a huge distillery here in Rockford that was extremely successful. I mean, to the point where if you kind of did the numbers, they were making about $75 million a year just on their distilled spirits. Wow. And they, now I'm not saying that that's what we'll do. Although that would be nice. Although why not? (laughs) Although, sure. Just get 10% of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it it was really cool to be able to work with um, the the Graham Genestra house and to find, we will eventually find the recipe that will help us to create a mash bill for us, oh. and we and in doing that, uh, we have actually found a farmer, John Gustafson at Bear Grains, uh, who is in Byron, but he has a plot that he uh, farms, mm-hmm. and that's about a mile from us. So where he does heritage wheat, heritage rye, and heritage is. Um, wheat or grain that was here from the 1850s to the 1920s. So it's right in that wheelhouse, right in that era mm-hmm. for us to replicate something that was here 100 years ago. Wow. So, but it's going to take a couple years. Yes, of course. Cuz all good spirits <laughs> yes. have to rest. <laughs> this one's been resting for 100 years. <laughs> Ours will only rest for a couple. <laughs> That's okay. We can wait. This is good. good. This is really good stuff. Yeah, it's it's been, re- you know, when you start an idea, you mm-hmm. don't really know where it takes, where, where it will take you yeah. in the end. And I'm just so thrilled of all the people that have come out and supported us and have um, really come alongside of us and collaborated with us and really want this to be here, um, not only for the spirit side, but for the touring side Mm -hmm. and the destination side and so there's a lot of value that i hope we bring to rockford otherwise why are we doing this yeah so at least that's how i feel so it's going to take a couple years for the stuff you make to be aged to the point where you can serve it so when 
you open up this fall, what are people going to be drinking? So we won't be open to the public until next year okay. when we actually build our tasting room. So we're working out of a temporary facility that was already on the premise. Um, but they will be tasting a bourbon that we have selected. Um, there are really big distilleries that only sell to craft distillers. And we have I, I, our kitchen table looks like we've got a huge bar happening so <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that i know right and it's all barrel strength right <laughs> <laughs> wow so well a, a funny a funny story that yes. i heard we talked about the other day is eddie here had to learn the value of spitting oh yeah yes this is true. explain that to people <laughs> Why is spitting important in the whiskey? <laughs> spitting is very important when you're tasting. <laughs> it helps you not be intoxicated at the end of your tasting. <laughs> right, yes. And that is work, the goal. The work, the work day would yeah. end around noon every day if you didn't. Oh, it would end at 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, so I have also learned that the best time to taste mm -hmm. whiskey is before you put something in your mouth. So before you have breakfast, before you have your cup of coffee. Really? Really. Because your taste buds are not acclimated. They don't okay. have another aroma. They don't have another okay. flavor right. happening in there. So... Uh, that's when you should be tasting your whiskey. <laughs> I'm not promoting morning drinking. <laughs> just clean your palate oh, with water, swish with water and spit. <laughs> just to be clear, Jason's not uh, against morning drinking. But okay. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm not against it, but this is extreme. I hear you. So we Which is why we I'm learning that. how to spit. Yes. Yes. Everything in moderation. See, see, right. There's there's no place within 40 miles. I mean, what is your competition? Who's the closest place that does something like you do? Um, well, there are a couple of uh, other craft distillers. There's Whiskey Acres in DeKalb. Okay. There is Blom Brothers in Galena. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. is Rush Creek that just opened about a year ago in I've Harvard. Yep. Um, and there is going to be another distillery opening in Rochelle. So, so you're kind of the, the hub of a, of a wheel. Right. We kind of I mean, you're kind right of in the middle in the of all of this stuff. Yeah, we do. I mean, one of the I remember when Carlisle opened, uh, and then uh, Pig Mines was going to open, and and people were wondering, well, is there enough business for two of these? And then, so we were doing the research. Yeah, no, you want three, four, five of these so that you get people who do tours to come through town, right? Well, and you need, I think, a good selection. I mean, you need, everybody has kind of a different take on what the experience should be like and then different flavor profiles that they might be looking for. And so you need, you need a good mix of people to make it interesting. I would agree with that. And, and we, as much as we kind of distill kind of the same spirit, I say kind of the same spirit because we yeah. all will use different mash bills and a mash bill is your recipe. Mm -hmm. So we all have, you know, it's like eating a, a cherry pie. Mm -hmm. Every grandma has a different cherry pie yep. recipe, and it's all just a little bit different, which is the beautiful thing about craft right. distilling or craft anything. Yeah. It's hand done. It's handcrafted. Mm -hmm. It's um, hand tasted or felt or, you know, when you're doing artesian bread, it's it's really the love of that bread maker yeah. that puts out, you know, such a great product and and it's a recipe that not anybody has. You won't find right. that in the grocery store. Right. 
So uh, Memorial Day is when you plan to have a uh, drink available. So we should have um, we should have product in the stores by mid September. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, you could find oh, us. Oh, so stores. So this isn't stores. just just come to you and drink there. You're going to be selling through some various stores. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we'll probably do a release at Cork and Keg. So up at Edgebrook. Yeah. And we'll make sure that that gets onto our Facebook and their Facebook, and we'll let we'll let Thinker know where we're going to be because you know they might want to taste what we've got going on. Right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, and this first product is a double distilled, double barreled bourbon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Tell us about this. Um, so uh, it took a lot of legs to get us here. Two legs, as a matter of fact, a two by two, okay. double barreled, double distilled. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, that sounded really kitschy. <laughs> um, so this particular bourbon. If, if you said it in a James um, Earl Jones voice, then that's your, that's your total that's commercial. That's what we need. That's your commercial right there. <laughs> I, I got that. Anything that's kitschy but that I, he says it sounds cool. It right. does sound cool. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader accent. is cool. Yes. You think it's British accent? Well, I don't know. Okay. I mean, James Earl Jones, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with that. But you, it's almost hard to go wrong with a British accent here That's in true. the States. You immediately sound much more intelligent than you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I got no action. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, take, you take the average American and, and put glasses and a British accent on him, and you're like, man, this smart smart dude. I think you should try it. <laughs> Well, here's a dumb story. Years ago, <laughs> since, since we seem to be on the same wavelength, uh-huh. <laughs> years ago, I was having a conversation with a, a friend slash business partner of mine, and we we had ruminated on all sorts of crazy schemes and thought, you know, this this whole thing about glasses is totally true. We need to have glasses, but neither one of us needed glasses. And so we thought we should just get just, you know, plain old glass glasses just so we could go into meetings and we could put them on strategically or take them off strategically. Think put about them in things, your mouth, put in, yeah. Put them in your mouth, chew on them a little bit. Yeah. We never did it. Uh, but So are these real? These <laughs> No, these unfortunately are, are real. So you're, yes. you're wearing real glasses I, now. Okay. Yeah. 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 I hit that mark in my life where now I need readers. Oh. Ooh. Well, these are right? progressive Ooh. bifocals. I went from Ooh. nothing to progressive bifocals. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and you know, whatever. And these actually are one, one, still one, like, I don't know how you... I'll call it a nugget. I know it's not a nugget, but they're one nugget off of where I should be. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Plus whatever, minus something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a plus 175. Really? I, one. Okay. Seven, yeah. 175. Right. I don't know what I am. But I started out as a 125. Okay. And I have progressively gotten more where I do. Yeah. I can't see that. Yeah. Does whiskey help that? <laughs> uh, it blurs so, a little bit more. Uh, I was going to say, it's expe- it becomes expected. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is supposed to be blurry. You just tell people. I, yeah, I, need, I can't read that. I, I, need, <laughs> I just need things in bigger type. Just give it to me in bigger type. Well, I haven't gotten to that point where I've actually changed my phone to be in the bigger font. Oh, I yeah, haven't got to that, that point. Once you do that. Yeah, then you're just done. Just don't show anybody the phone. <laughs> That, Although for those that do, yeah. I'm really glad that you can read your yeah, phone. No judgment here. No judgment. <laughs> All right. Okay. So back to it took a lot of legs. I, can anybody do a James Earl Jones accent? Can you do it? I can't do it. Oh, that was pretty good. That's a good start. I don't know how to. All right. I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of legs to get us here. <laughs> That's not James Earl Jones. And that wasn't British either. It wasn't British. <laughs> it took a lot of legs to get us here. 
It's a little Irish it's, or it's Scottish. It's a couple of legs. You. I can't do it. That's pretty good. Okay. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. People are going to listen to this podcast double and Double distilled. Double barreled. They're, they're going to think we were drinking your product before we started. And we were. <laughs> There's only water on the table. Turn it. Arr. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that I've got twin nieces. I have twin grandkids. Really? And we're oh double. My. Yeah. So. So this there's is a part lot of, of this is in the family. This is yeah. There's a lot of double stuff happening. All right. Yeah. So, so the bourbon is is smooth. It was. Um, so I'll give you a little history about the product. Okay. Uh, the bourbon was um, actually created in Indiana, mm-hmm. um, and it sat in a new American oak barrel for six months. Made its way out to California, so where I think they were going to do something else with the product, <laughs> and that okay. could have and that could have been. Um, Sticking it in a wine barrel, sticking yeah. it, you know, doing something else with with it, or actually putting wine into that whiskey or bourbon cask to create a better, okay. yep. fun wine. All right. So I've, I've heard of that. So lots of lots yeah. of things that you could do. Well, what they ended up doing was they ended up running, taking it out of that, that, um, uh, that barrel, running it through the still, which makes it now double distilled, okay. and putting it into another New American oak barrel, okay, which makes it double barreled, so it's oh. still bourbon. Oh, okay. So because it went from a new to yeah. a new, so and then sat in there for a couple of years, and then we're it's soon to arrive. And Ooh. how would that change it? Not knowing this process. Um, it, you know, it really depends on the flavor profile that happens in contraction and expansion. And that could have happened at the six month that could have happened in the years later. Um, It certainly didn't happen in the distillation process, Mm -hmm. but it made it smoother. Hmm. It made it much smoother. So now you've got uh, a bourbon that is smooth. It's toasty. It's caramely. So it's I take it you guys didn't just learn this in the last couple of years. You guys are bourbon uh, aficionados going back years. Well, the, just so asking. The, so the double, right because part of it is you want to when you when you want to take an idea, you want to take what you love and run with it. So is that is that part of the story? That kind of, mm-hmm. but not really. Actually, it was that trip to Kentucky. And it was learning, it was, we first went to Woodford Reserve, and there's so much history. I mean, the history is amazing there. You go through their Rick houses, and it is just the most wonderful smell I've ever smelled in my life. And and then how they do it and their process, and it's a, you know, they've been doing it forever. And then you go to another distillery, and they've got a different process, and they use different yeast, and they do different, uh, and then you go for a tasting, and it's different Mm -hmm. you know from four roses to woodford reserve to even a jim beam all different right um and and it really was kind of a learning experience we thought if we're gonna be good and we really need to know what the whiskeys are out there so we have i probably shouldn't say this but we have built a huge whiskey and bourbon bar i bet um just just for right just for for flavor profile so um and that's been fun to uh, hone our own taste buds, right. to smell the aromas, to be able to pick things out that uh, the beginner, you know, it's like drinking wine. You start out with Riesling and you end up with a cab. So, and there's, and there's a process along the way that you hit into the roses and then, the, you know, the, the um, Pinot Noirs mm-hmm. and, you know, and then you get heavier and thicker. Yeah. So, and 
that's kind of where we're at with bourbon and whiskey and and rum. So we figured if we're going to make it, we better be good at it. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, this is this is very fascinating. So so Rockford has on its way now another distillery. You're well on your way, uh, and it sounds like we're looking forward to uh, sampling that when it comes out. So how would a person, if if they're interested in learning more about your distillery, how would they get in contact with you? So they could either reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, we do have its uh, Grant View Distillery on Facebook or uh, our website, which is gvdistillery.com. Uh, or you can pick up a phone. I guess probably not. You can find our number <laughs> <laughs> at face on Facebook. You can find our number. Where'd you come up with the name? Why Grant View? That is a really good question. So we started out as barnstormers because my husband's in the aviation world. We thought barnstormers, ooh, that's kind of cool. He's a military brat, born overseas. That all kind of worked together. But then we found this property. And this property actually has its own weather channel, uh, Grant View Distillery. If you go into AccuWeather and pull up Grant View Distillery, we have our own weather. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> actually, not Grant View Distillery. It's Grant View Heights. Okay. And uh, But 100 years ago, the property that we sit on is probably the highest elevation in that area. And we overlooked, at one point, Camp Grant. Camp Grant. There so it is. There Grant, it is. Yep. Grant View Distillery. See, so I'm a I'm a big mash uh, fan. When okay. I've grown up, 13 years, I watched it all the time, right? And and Colonel Potter joined. Uh, you know, he would talk about his days learning the cavalry at Camp Grant before he went off to World War One. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. Yep. How well. Mm-hmm. Nice. And the cool thing is, is that Camp Grant and Grand Brothers Distillery existed during the same period. So um, Grand Brothers actually closed their door in 1917. But in September of 2017, Camp Grant was an, the official, uh, I think, infantry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So around the same year, it all kind of made sense. It was like little connection, little puzzles that yeah. ding, 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 and we're good. Awesome. Well, this is so exciting. Uh, Addie, it's been a real pleasure talking to you about Grandview Distillery. And uh, yeah, you have such a uh, infectious personality. So I, I'm, I'm certain that the tasting uh, and the, the visits and the tours at your place are going to be fantastic. So I hope so. Thank you so much for coming on the What Works podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.